in the shower, car, or on the can. As moms, we all know those are about the only times in a day where we are alone and sane, if we're lucky. That's why we created Mom Goal, a weekly podcast designed to give moms all they need to know to become moguls in 15 minutes or less. So lather up, turn up the volume, or stay secretly hiding in peace on the pot a bit longer. Let's go! Hello, Mom Goals. Welcome back. Let's dive right into it with Emily Pedroza Rodriguez. She's back to talk about how to feel good, but without giving up everything. And what's the lowdown? What's the secret? Tell us. Tell us. My favorite topic of all time. Okay, so this is the thought of the main habits that we want to get into that are going to help us get where we're trying to go. So food is going to be a big part of this. We do not have to give up everything in order to have a healthy life. What? We don't. (laughs) So I have a question. I want to get some input from a health expert on. I know it's probably not good, but I tend to do this quite a bit where I'll have a bar in the morning and then I'll be watching my calories a little bit. So I'll try not to eat as much in the morning and save them all for a big meal that I can enjoy. for dinner. So I'll starve myself, but then have a big meal. (laughs) Give me the scoop, Emily. How terrible is that? Well, it's not helpful. (laughs) It's not helpful. And I feel like it's a little depressing all day. I know. Well, that's true. As you were saying, yeah, I'm not happy because I'm waiting. I'm hangry. I'm a hangry person. Hangry. Hangry. the worst. I mean, but it sounds good. It sounds like a good strategy, right? Right, right. But it ain't good. I'm not eating a lot today. Like, I'm I'm, totally going to get... I'm going to save save all my calories for my dinner so that I can have this big meal and indulge and then, you know, feel better after that. But... I don't. Well, a few things are going to happen, poor Kristen, with doing that. Like one, <laughs> we usually lose our minds at night because we're so hungry I know, I know. by the time it's time to eat that we probably really go for it, right? Oh, yeah. And eating once or twice a day, because those huge gaps in between, we're giving it nothing. It really tends to slow down our metabolism because it has nothing to work on. How often should we go between meals? You want to eat really consistently. So what you want to keep from happening is our body thinking it's starving. And when it thinks it's starving, it goes into this protection mode and wants to save us and will hang on to everything. The key rhythm that we'd want to get into is starting the day, eating within an hour of waking up in the morning to get get it going, right? And then consistently eating something smaller and balanced every two to three hours throughout the day. Okay. So is it like snack between breakfast and lunch, snack between lunch and dinner, and then like a little something at the end of the day, like six? Totally can be. Okay. See, you get to eat more. You get to eat more people. Just smaller throughout the day. That's the goal, right? Yeah. And the key is balance. When we think of eating this often, time is a factor. And the thought of that can feel like, who has time for that? I don't have time to make stuff that often or to be in the mindset of knowing that I need to eat that often. So it's got to be realistic meals that we can put together that are balanced, that we're not going to make an excuse that we don't have the time. So we're going to want a balance of a bit of a carb. And when I say carb, we're going to want to lean towards healthy carbs like veggies, and a little fruit, 
and we're veggies want... are carbs, Emily. Veggies are oh. carbs. Okay. Okay. That, it's strange to think of them in that way, but they are. <laughs> They're just a healthy carb. Okay. Uh, is, okay. is butter a carb? <laughs> That mean, girls, mean girls reference had to throw it in there okay so what do we have to stick to sorry I okay no no you're good you're good okay so think of these little meals that we're having like okay. we want it realistic what i can actually throw together the majority of the time see an element of a healthy carb paired with some version of protein so this could be classic proteins our meat seafood chicken kind of thing it could be vegetarian proteins like a handful of almonds it could be all of those gorgeous beyond meat okay it could be tofu and so thinking of how can i accomplish this and put something together quick that i could eat often okay love it so it's about not starving yourself right not saving those calories but spreading them out throughout the day yeah exactly yeah okay Mm -hmm. Perfect. And so, guys, you have to tune in next week because M is going to fill us in, get ready for this, on what booze we should partake in and not feel bad for. <laughs> okay? It's all about the booze next week. Uh, it's going to be a good one. I don't, what, what, what's the saying? There are no laws when you're drinking claws. Is that true? Em? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Terrible. It's terrible. She'll tell us next week. All right. Thank you, Em. Bye. All right, Mom Goals, we're back with our trusted finance executive and CPA. Cynthia Clark is back joining us today to talk all about what we need to do next. Trusted. I see what you did there. Yeah, I see what there you, you did go. There. Yep, yep. <laughs> Cynthia, thank you so much for joining us again. Let's get right to it. Break it down for us. What is the difference between a will, which we talked about last week, and a trust? Yes, they are kind of similar because both are used to distribute your assets. One of the main differences and the reason you have to have a will is because you can only name guardians for your children in a will. The benefit of adding a trust to that will are that you can avoid the probate and all of the expensive court costs that come with trying to figure out through the courts on your will how to distribute your assets. When you have a trust, all of it remains completely private. Wills are actually public records. When you pass away, they're submitted into the court system. So if you have everything detailed out in a trust around how you want your assets to be distributed, who you want them to go to, what you want saved, all of that can be done completely privately by your family and by your trustees. It adds that added benefit of avoiding the probate system within the court. One super key thing to remember when you're doing a trust, let's say you go to the effort, you set it all up, but you have to then move your assets into the trust once you get it created. Okay. This means any investment accounts you might have, bank accounts, your house, you have to retitle it into the trust, get the trust created, and then don't forget to move your assets into it. That is okay. where Kyle and I, when we created the trust after RIN, it was a whole nother step of getting everything into the trust, right? You think like, okay, it's created, good. And then you're like, no, now you gotta move everything into it. Yeah. But by taking a step now, it alleviates issues in the back end. So take the time now to do yeah, that. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. Okay. For Mongols out there who are going, yeah, I need to do this. I get it. Where do they start? So most people, when you say wills and trusts, you know, they automatically think, I need to go hire a lawyer. 
Yeah. Honestly, it becomes a turnoff to getting it done. Mm-hmm. Who, who do you trust? Like, who's actually good at this? Mm-hmm. But if you're not creating a will or a trust that's super complicated, there's some great resources online that you can actually find and do legally binding documents. Some of the great ones out there are Quicken, LegalZoom, Suzy Orman. They all have affordable options and you can create them yourselves and get it all completed and signed and ready to go. One extreme example is Shaq. So his trust that he has for his children has a really, really tough education requirement that they have to go through. Nice. Um, and so he calls it three degrees to touch the cheese. Children have to get three higher level degrees in order for them to get any money from the I love that. I would assume most Mongols out there are not creating anything that extreme or complicated. So if that's the case, then those online resources are going to be great for you. That being said, there are definitely some situations in which you have a little bit more of a complicated scenario, then yes, I would recommend definitely getting a lawyer. Something nuanced like unusual assets, if you're dividing your assets unequally between your children, perhaps, if you have a blended family, stepchildren, half-children, things like that. Or if you want to include a beneficiary that maybe you take care of someone who's outside of your immediate family. Those would definitely be scenarios that you want to consult a lawyer, but often family planning lawyers will let you have that first initial planning session for free and really give you an idea of how much it will cost because it's really dependent on how specific your situation is. Okay, so if the situation is more straightforward, then places like Quicken, Susie Ormans must have financial documents. Those are great places to start. Absolutely. And I think they charge anywhere between $100, $150. So, you know, reasonable in price to get both a will and a trust done. That all seems super reasonable. These online resources are making it easy and accessible to get this started. Absolutely. Yeah. And if you start one, can you constantly keep updating it too? Or once you've set it, is it set in stone? Like, how does that process work? Sure. General recommendation is around every five years, you at least double check to assess are the guardians that you've listed still ones that you want in your will. Maybe for one of your children, every fifth birthday. Also, anytime you have another child, that's another great milestone to sort of relook at it and add them to the will and the trust to make sure that they're also included. So other than that, major changes in your life, every five years, definitely review it. It's never set in stone. You can always review it and make changes to it going forward. So awesome. Thank you. Okay. We know what we got to do, Cynthia. What's our homework for us Mongols out there? Right. So homework, keep up the planning process. We're setting calendar appointments for ourselves. You know, I want to make sure that we're continuing to do that. And so just making sure that you know where all of your assets are and that you have everything ready to go. Starting with that, making a list, but also give yourself a deadline to finish your will and your trust and make sure you're tracking towards that deadline to get it done. Okay. I love that. And I love that you can do this easily with Quicken or our gal Susie. Love it. All right, mom goals. Join us next week. Cynthia brings it all home with life insurance. All right. See you next time. Thank you, Cynthia. Bye. And our friends at Quicken not only help with wills, but also those bills, bills, bills. A little Destiny Child's reference for you there. 
They have a great feature called the Quicken Bill Manager. It has a bill tracker that keeps all of your bills at your fingertips past and present, and bill pay that lets you pay online and offline all in one place. See it, click it, pay it. It's that easy. Head on over to our show notes to check out Quicken's Bill Manager today. All right, everybody, you hear that sound. It's time to talk emotions. This week, we're going to get into how there is a reason for every season that you're living in. So if we have lots of new moms listening, oh man, we know nothing can really prepare you for that first season, that fourth trimester. It's a blur. Do you even remember those early months? The first three months, I can't remember of either kid. The first three. (laughs) We would see pictures and be like, we did that? We were there? Yeah, Andrew and I are both first three months, nothing. You don't remember. (laughs) It's crazy. So as you take the little time out that you have to listen to us and you're hearing me be like, meditate, screw you. Like I haven't slept in days. That's okay. That's okay. Those early months are so tough. And even just taking the time out to listen to us is enough, honey. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Right. So that's your season and you have to be in it. So I don't want you to feel bad that, oh my gosh, I'm not working out or I'm not at to my goal weight or I'm not meditating. It's, it's okay. So just be in those times. But I will say after my second, I knew kind of what I was in for. So it wasn't the big life shift. Like it was the first time where I'm like, oh God, what have I done? I can remember at three weeks looking at Kyle as Ren was in the swing. I'm like, she's never going away. She's never, it was like, you think, oh, we survived the first two weeks. High five. And then you realize, oh God, All right. this is this is never stopping. This is forever. So I think when you feel ready, it's really important to start putting that emphasis back on you and taking some you time out for yourself. Once the fog has cleared, because those early days are so foggy and it's okay to be in the fog, but you have to emerge from the fog or else... Dude, you can stay in the fog for 18 years, right? And that's what our goal is of mom goal is we got to get out of that mom fog and we got to see clearly and look at ourselves clearly, look at who we are outside of being a mom. We got to push through those, those really gloomy days. Totally. It's so important to push yourself and know that you can do it. And I've recently taken on more responsibilities at work and just juggling everything at home and the kids and it's been tough and I'm not gonna lie, I'm struggling, but I have a great manager, a great support system. I'm taking it day by day, sometimes hour by hour. Sometimes you just have to take a minute and and then move on to the next thing and know that you can get through it. It's okay to be in the fog, but let's try and make it a bad day though. Not a bad week, Yes. yes. right? Because it's okay to be like, I don't want to talk to anybody. I just want to go up to my bed, watch some Bravo, some million dollar listing below deck, whatever (laughs) makes me happy. Right. That's what I want to do. It's okay to have those days and honor it, but know tomorrow is a new day. Girl, I'm not going to let this continue. I'm going to wake up. I'm going to restart. We're going to have a bad day, not a bad week. I love it. Bad day, not a bad week. Move on from it. Mistakes happen. Life moves quick. Move on. And I promise you... I'm living proof it'll be okay. It'll all be okay. 
It'll all be all right, everybody. All right. Okay, say it. Bad day, not a bad week. And stick with it. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. All right, Mom Goals, that's all the time we have. Thank you for sharing your time with us. And like what you hear, share with your friends and subscribe now and turn your Mondays into Mom Days. 